Hi, this is Larson Hicks, and welcome to my podcast, where I rant and rave about whatever it is I'm currently thinking about, and also occasionally bring in much smarter guests for longer conversations about topics they're passionate about. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the Larson Hicks Show. It's good to have you here on the show today. It's uh, it's Wednesday the 8th, and I just went and saw the Jesus Revolution a couple days ago. I guess it was the end of last week uh, with my sons and several uh, teenagers from our church. Um, and it was I thought it was great. Um, and it really opened up a lot of interesting conversation in my home and uh, and 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 even with just friends of mine. And so I wanted to kind of share some of my thoughts on it. Um, I'm not going to try to get too thorough in, in, in my review of this of the movie itself, but certainly the topics and the things that I think it, it touches on and brings up uh, for discussion, because I think there's an opportunity for us to learn uh, here from this movie. Um, so first of all, I'll say I, I thought it was well done, um, and that's a that's a that's a pretty big accomplishment uh, coming from um, a long line of of uh, terrible Christian movies uh, that, you know, Christian movies tend to have just a, you know, it tends to be a very one dimensional kind of um, uh, moral tale, you know, and there's, and there's very little um, nuance and there's very little um, depth, you know, and, and just visually, usually these movies are, are not beautiful um, and not compelling. And so I thought that was great. Um, there was one particular dynamic in the movie that I thought was wonderful. I'm so glad they kept in there, which was this dynamic between this guy, Lonnie Frisbee, um, who uh, who was kind of at the center of this thing, you know, starting this hippie guy, uh, preacher, and uh, and uh, Chuck Smith. And, and there was a point in the movie where you saw Lonnie Frisbee start to do these like faith healings at, the, at these, which is not something that had been happening. And you saw the camera kind of pan over to Chuck Smith and he's kind of looking and it's not a obvious condemnation, but it is kind of a moment of like, huh, what, what's going on here? And then later Chuck Smith, uh, the Chuck Smith character says to the Lonnie Smith character, uh, you can do, we, we can, we don't need all the theatrics. And that, that's kind of the beginning of the end of that relationship. And Lonnie ends up kind of, uh, going off and, and leaving the movement at that, at that point in time. Um, which I thought was great. I mean, that was the kind of thing that's kind of the, the kind of sin and dirt and, uh, and messiness of these kinds of stories that, that happen in reality that, that in your typical Christian movie get left out. Um, I heard Jason Farley, who's with lore TV, um, use the term conversion porn recently. Um, and he was, he was kind of deriding your typical Christian, movie and story where it's, it's just this conversion porn. And it, it's, it's like this fantasy of how somebody comes to the Lord, um, that just doesn't, it isn't real, you know, and, and it's a way for Christians to kind of like, you know, ha, uh, get their rocks off, you know, in, in kind of a weird way uh, 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 about this, uh, about conversion and, and a particular way that conversion happens. And, and, and it makes, it's a story you tell yourself and it makes you think that this is real and that this is how it happens in the real world. Um, and, and just like pornography, it, it, um, it, it can really damage your ability to have a, a real healthy, um, sex life. Right. Um, so I think, I think, um, this movie 
had elements of that for sure. And we, I can talk maybe about that later. Um, but, but I think generally it wasn't that it, 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 it was a real story, um, with real characters, um, obviously simplistic, obviously dramatized, et cetera, et cetera. But, but I think generally it was a real story. Um, and there was tension and there was sin and there, and there were, demel, you know, um, elements that I thought were, were important, um, to, to see in, in any, any good story, uh, any good story that God tells, there's always darkness. Um, there's always sin and there's always, um, parts, um, that he redeems. It makes it more glorious, um, that, that God keeps those bits in the story. It, it reveals his glory. So, um, the, the general story is, you know, the main character is played by Joel Courtney and he is, uh, Greg Laurie, um, who's now a pastor of a huge church. I think they have like 15,000 members, which is crazy harvest in, uh, um, in, uh, San Diego area, Pendleton, I believe. Um, Side note, I believe that church, when I was a kid, uh, sent this massive team of missionaries to Juarez uh, across the border from El Paso uh, to do this huge thing they called Festival de Vida, where they sent, um, they set up health uh, uh, stations around the city um, uh, in Juarez, massive, huge city that's very poor. Um, They set up all these health stations where you had like a surgeon, an optometrist, you had you had OB docs, you had you kind of the whole uh, gamut of specialists, dentists. And then uh, we volunteered, as I was a kid, we volunteered and we'd just go out and give people flyers and invite them to, if they had medical issues, come get your medical issues dealt with. So they did that. That was one of many things they did. Uh, they also, as I understand it, had this had their church got in touch with the city officials in Juarez and, let, and asked them, uh, what kind of infrastructure challenges they had. And, and at that time they didn't have a nine one one, like a phone number you could dial. And so this church harvest, um, deployed a team to go get that set up in their city. And then they did a huge, massive, uh, kind of revival, um, thing in the soccer stadium, um, where they were preaching the gospel. So, um, I believe that's Greg Laurie's church. I remember harvest and I remember San Diego. And so I think it was that church. I can't say for certain, but, but that would be a cool um, connection, personal connection to this story for me, uh, because I, I was always very impressed with the way that they approached missions, um, kind of a, a short term mission, but a very impactful mission. Sorry, that was a side note. Um, so Greg Laurie is the main character. Um, but then you have Chuck Smith, who's played by Kelsey Grammer, who is who's, you know, this pastor of a, of a church that's kind of dead, dying, a Baptist church. Everyone's buttoned up, but there's nobody really attending and. And then there's this guy, Lonnie Frisbee, who's this hippie kind of Jesus guy. And uh, he shows up and encourages you know, uh, Chuck Smith to start uh, letting these hippies come to his church. And and it, and it just kind of takes off. Um, and you see, you know, the, the Greg Laurie character is, is starting to dabble in the hippie thing. You see his own journey into kind of looking for truth, experimenting with drugs, and uh, and kind of becoming a hippie, and then kind of being taken in by this this whole movement. Um, so that's the story. Um, like I said, Lonnie Frisbee ends up kind of leaving the movement. Um, at one point there's a, there's a disagreement with, with, with Chuck Smith. And, and I think the central, um, the kind of the climactic and, and central statement of the whole movie. I mean, there were several, but this is the one that stood out to me was this moment after Lonnie Frisbee left where Chuck Smith is, 
there's a, a, the band is playing and there's this huge tent full of people and he's about to go up to preach and he's sitting backstage with his wife and he says something like, you know, they don't want me. They want Lonnie. And his wife turns to him and says, and, and I think he says, they don't want me. They want Lonnie. And he, and he says something like, I, I screwed this whole thing up and I've just, I'm such a failure. I've made so many mistakes. And his wife looks at him and says, are you so arrogant to think that God can't work through your flaws, through your mistakes? Something something like that. Are you so arrogant? Uh, and that was kind of the turning point, I think, for for Chuck Smith in the movie, where you, where you see that part of the thing they're wrestling with is, wow, this thing is taking off and we're, we have the potential. There's a lot of power and influence that could come from this. And this thing's got momentum and maybe we can sort of, uh, we can sort of, uh, you know, uh, ride this wave and be, and, and, and use this to, to grow our influence and our power and our money. And, uh, and gosh, what a great, uh, thing to point out, you know, I mean, again, I think this thing could have really romanticized the whole thing and eliminated all of this other stuff, all these other dynamics, but, but that's a real thing, right? I mean, that's a real, real challenge for real people in this kind of situation where God's doing something special and people are coming to the Lord in, in droves, there's always going to be people who want to come alongside and claim some some credit and try to write it. And so again, I really appreciate that the movie didn't shy away from those themes, but actually touched on them. And 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 that, and really, I think the central theme was was Chuck Smith realizing and Lonnie Frisbee realizing this isn't about you. You know, you are a tool. You're an instrument that God's using. Uh, but the spirit's going to blow where the spirit's going to blow, and uh, you need to be faithful to do your part. And, um, and then, you know, at the, at the end of the movie, there is a little bit of maybe the, I don't know that, you know, it, it ends up going into lots of, uh, images of, of what happened in the real, in the real movement. Um, I'll say this about the movement. I, my, I don't know that I would be here today if it weren't for this Jesus people movement. Um, I may be overstating that, but I know that my mom and aunt was very influenced by this stuff when she was a kid. And, um, and a ton of the men and women who invested heavily in me spiritually as a young man were Jesus people that came out of this Jesus people movement, uh, the vineyard stuff, the, the, um, all of this stuff, um, assemblies of God or, or uh, I can't remember actually now I'm, I'm spacing on the name of, um, of, of some of the other organizations that are tied to it, but it doesn't matter. A lot of these people, a lot of the people that, that, that invested heavily in me and, and in my spiritual development as a young man were, were coming out of this movement. Um, and, and so I think it, it played a huge role in my life personally, uh, even though it's, 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 it's way before my time is really when my, my parents were, were young. Um, so a couple of things I want to just talk about. One is I was fascinated by the, so I, I'm at, you know, I'm at a reformed Presbyterian church, um, and, uh, and all of these teenagers there are probably 20 or 30 teenagers that went to this movie with me, uh, and my, and my boys, um, it, we stood around and talked about it afterwards and it was interesting to hear their reactions. Um, most of them seemed to really like it, um, or really just, and there weren't, weren't a whole lot of deep, um, things there, um, from most of them. They just thought, yeah, it was great. That was really cool. Um, there were a few who I could tell were not happy about it and, and were wrestling with the fact that 
there seemed to have been some bad theology there. And there seemed to have been some people who were saved, but they didn't really understand the gospel or that it wasn't really preached accurately or something, right? They didn't say explicitly what they didn't like, but I could tell they didn't like it. And I had my own theories about how, uh, what they'd think. Uh, my son, uh, who is a, is kind of a film buff. He didn't like it. And, um, and, and I asked him to try to articulate that for me. And, um, he had a hard time articulating it for me, uh, the night of, and I just kind of said, well, this is why I liked it. And I told him all the reasons why I liked it. And he ended up going to bed. Um, but then the next morning, um, he, he got up early and read his Bible, um, and was reading in, in, um, Ezekiel about, reading God saying to the shepherds that he would, that they are, they're eating his flock and that God would destroy them and that God will shepherd his people, that God will lead and protect his people, even if the shepherds won't basically. I mean, there, there were several elements to, to the passage that he read, but, but Jed, um, ended up saying to me, uh, with tears in his eyes, um, I think the thing that bothered me the most about the movie was how easy it was for all those people to get saved. Um, in that movie, the way that they depicted how easy it was. And, and he just felt so, um, terrible about that the next morning when he really was honest with himself about it, that, that, that was his attitude about, um, about what the Lord did in this moment, that, that what it was so easy for all these people to get saved. They sh- don't, don't they know that, that they have to understand a lot more, you know, to be saved, that they, they can't just pray a prayer and be baptized. Um, and he's, you know, he's right at, 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 you know, obviously some of, some of that is right. And, and I, and, and I, it'll be my criticism on a broad scale with the whole movement itself. It was a, it was a huge movement. You had a bunch of people for whatever reason, this, this hippie movement where people were basically kind of unplugging from society and saying, um, we want something more. We want something real. We want something, we want truth and we, and we're going to pursue it, um, however, however we want. And, and, uh, and that was, um, and that was kind of the backdrop of, of this Jesus movement happening. Um, uh, and, and the fact that a bunch of people got saved. So, so the the one point I want to make is that, that yes, um, there was a huge opportunity to, to, to teach a more robust, uh, you know, worldview and doctrine to these people. And, and the, and a lot of the leaders in the movement, uh, didn't necessarily steer people that way. Um, but, but, um, but God draws straight with crooked lines. Um, and, um, and the reality is that, <clears throat> that this was a true revival. This was a true movement of the Holy spirit. These people, were turning from sin and repenting of their sin and embracing um, a life of obedience to Jesus Christ and his word. Plain and simple. And there are people in my own denomination, uh, this Reformed Presbyterian denomination pastors, who who I've seen on, on Facebook saying, I would not be here if it weren't for that movement. Me and my wife were saved. And several other people, good friends and pastors that I know, were saved through this through the Jesus movement. So, um, so God's going to do what God wants to do. Um, 
And, uh, and a lot of times it's a lot messier and a lot less polished than we'd want it to be. It doesn't fit our own, you know, methods or, or theories for how it should happen. But, but you know, he's God, you're not, <laughs> you know, so deal with it. Um, so I loved that, that my son kind of came around on this and, and felt this conviction that he's, he's uh, got these pharisaical tendencies to, to think that his salvation was, um, that he somehow earned his salvation by studying and, and, and knowing what was right, or at least maybe his parents earned it, you know, through their own good theology and good, um, and faithfulness or whatever. And, and, you know, something that, that I've told my kids, um, you know, we, we go to a church that our standard practice is infant baptism. When, when a, when a covenant child is born into a family, we baptize that child. And at that moment, we're, we're saying this is one of God's people. This God's put his mark on this child. And, um, um, but we also practice, uh, uh, credo baptism, believers baptism for folks who are convicted that that's what scripture teaches. We're happy to accommodate that. Um, but one of the things that, that I, I tell my kids is it, whether it's, it's a adult or a child, every baptism is a, is an infant baptism because in order to be saved, you must be born again. Um, and every person who is saved, every person who comes to the Lord is a new is a, is a baby comes in as a baby, as a child, as a, as an infant. Um, and, uh, and, and that's true of my kids who were actually infants. And that's true of me who, who wasn't an infant when I was baptized. Um, and, uh, that's true of these hippies, you know, that were saved in the seventies. Um, they were, they had to come in as children as well. And, um, so, you know, there's some of the high-level stuff that I thought was interesting. Um, I, the other thing I think that th- that's important to think about here is is what actually happened, you know, and and is and could that happen again, or could we be a part of of that happening again? And again, I'm not I'm not um, I don't have control to steer the Holy Spirit, but I can certainly be l- looking for the same kind of opportunities that were, that, that were present in that time to reach the lost. And, and my question is, who are the hippies of our generation? You know, and, and I think this comes back to kind of our, something I talk about a lot with people is why did we plant this church and, and what's our mission? Um, and our mission has never been to find the people who agree with all of our theology. It's not to find all the theology nerds in Huntsville, all the all the reformed theology enthusiasts in Huntsville, um, all the people who have read you know Calvin's commentaries um, and, and some systematic theology. Like that's not that's not our mission um, at all. Um, our mission um, is to um, is to our friends and our neighbors uh, in Huntsville, Alabama, and it is about bringing this city um, to Christ. It's about bringing. God's kingdom here to Huntsville, Alabama, um, and growing God's kingdom here and being a part of that work. Um, not with some people that we hope he'll bring to us, but with the people that are here. Um, and, and again, in our, in our community, that's Baptist, that's church of Christ, that's non-denoms. Um, that's, that's, that's home church people. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's people who are interested in the gospel, interested in living their life, uh, in obedience to Christ and his word, um, who, uh, who don't know the first thing about any of the theological distinctions that we have, 
we want them at our church. Um, because that's who we're on mission to. Uh, we're not on mission to the, the put together people. Um, but, but from an evangelistic standpoint, who are the hippies of our generation? Like who are the people out there right now that are in kind of the same position that those hippies are in where they're, they've grown up in a world that doesn't seem right to them. Um, that doesn't seem true to them. Uh, their parents said they were Christians, but maybe haven't behaved in accordance with scripture. Their life isn't any different from the lives of those who aren't. I think there's a lot of people like that who are, who have come up in this and who have left the church and said, I'm looking for something else. They don't dress like hippies and they don't, they don't do all the same things that hippies did. Um, but who are those people? Um, and how can the church be eager to find those people? You know, I think of, I think of, uh, red pilled, you know, men, and women, I think of the the term uh, black pilled. You know, men and women, people who have, who are so jaded and so pessimistic about the world around them that they that they just want to see it all burn and are angry. Um, I think about you know these TikTokers, these Instagrammers, these kids who are just who live on social media. Um, their life is not about what they're doing; it's about cultivating this this image and 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 documenting it and presenting it in a way that's, that's beautiful. They're kind of creating their own world. Um, you know, hippies kind of did it by dressing a certain way and going and doing certain things and going to festivals and concerts and, and, and all that stuff. And, and the, the, this generation's doing it in a different way, but it's, it's, it, I don't know that it's all that different. You know, it's, it's a lot of the damage of feminism, you know, um, young women who've been lied about, um, who've been lied to about what marriage is and what career is and, and what motherhood is, um, men as well. Um, I thought, um, Jordan Peterson's, I think my first, one of my first episodes of, uh, the, uh, God a minute podcast with Rich Lusk was on, uh, Jordan Peterson's, um, message to Christians, um, or, or to Christian churches. And he did one for, for Muslims as well, but, but he had a, a video that was messaged to Christian churches. And he was just saying, churches put up a billboard saying, um, young men are welcome here. And, and then he said, you know, give th- these young men clear instruction about, um, how to dress for church and what time to be there. And, 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 uh, and, and, help these young men become better. You know, they want to be a bit better and they don't know how they didn't grow up with a father. You know, I mean, that's, that's a huge, you know, the, the hippies, I watched a documentary, a really crazy documentary about, um, the 1999 Woodstock festival. I wouldn't uh, necessarily encourage you to watch it. It had a lot of, uh, uh, rough parts to it, but, but the, but, the thing that was fascinating is that that was an absolute and utter disaster of a, of a festival it ended in basically riots and, um, looting and burning basically the whole place down. Um, and I've seen documentaries about the original Woodstock and it was like this peace, love, happy cooperation kind of thing. People were cooking for each other cause there wasn't enough food and there's all this stuff. And, and the, the difference is, the difference is a generation and it makes a world of a difference. You know, the hippies were raised in, in intact families with a mother and a father, um, for the most part, you know, who, who, uh, 
taught them how to behave. And even if they rejected it and wanted to go be hippies and they thought their parents were squares, they still had in their bones a, a, a understanding of of what's right, what's wrong, how to behave themselves, how to how to treat people. Uh, the kids in the 1999 Woodstock were a complete disaster. They were disgruntled people who grew up in divorced families and uh, grew up um, affluent and uh, just angry and uh, entitled. And it's a whole different thing, you know. So I, I, I think the point is, is I, I, I think that this movie gives should, if anything, should incur, should a bring about a lot of humility about um, how God works and and the fact that God works through flawed people through th- flawed theology um, God God works and does amazing things um, and B um, I think it should make us more inclined uh, as as evangelical Christians uh, towards finding those people um, who uh, are disenfranchised in in our time. Um, our church, part of our church's story is we did a, a conference, right, uh, fairly early on in our church's history. We put on a conference about biblical masculinity. And, uh, you know, we were kind of shocked that so many people came. And, uh, and you know, um, I'll, I'll kind of end on this point. This is something that I was talking to one of our pastors this week. Um, I just recorded a video about about uh, masculine worship and I was surprised at how many views it got. Um, and so as quickly as it got, you know, it just seemed like there, were, there was a lot of interest in it right out of the gates. And if you look at my channel, like the most viewed thing is beer and hymns or recording of beer and hymns. Um, and, and I think, uh, there, there were some, uh, a friend of mine who shared that my rant on masculine worship, on his page and just got tons of blowback. Lots of people who are really upset about it. And this pastor at our church said, I listened to your podcast. He's like, and it, he's like, I didn't even think you said anything all that interesting. <laughs> it's just like, I've heard this stuff a thousand times. I don't even like, I didn't even think it's all that controversial, but, but I, it's a good reminder to me that, that, um, that the stuff that's kind of become blase or, 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 um, or, um, boring to us and we're kind of looking for the next interesting thing to think about or solve or whatever. Um, the stuff that, that, that for those of us who have, have had really good teaching poured into us, uh, the stuff that we've learned over the years, um, may, may be totally boring, uh, to us, but, but it is transformative to people who haven't heard it before. Uh, and, and, and that's the gospel, you know, I mean, the, the gospel to, to those who are dying is, is life, you know, uh, it's, it's, it is water to a parched land. And so we need to not, uh, neglect, uh, coming back to the basics of the faith, coming back to the simple, uh, clear teaching of scripture and, um, and, and applying it, you know, in practical ways in the world around us. And, and not forget that 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 for so many people in the world today, these TikTokers and these Antifa kids or whatever, you know, they're these feminists. I mean, it this is revolutionary. I mean, it's revolutionary to them. Um, so anyway, that's kind of my uh, my rant on this Jesus Revolution movie. I hope uh, I hope this was helpful and interesting to you. I'd love to hear your thoughts um, on the movie. 
and on on uh, my comments here. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time.